Section 7 of History of Henry IV, King of France and Navarre by John Stevens Cabot Abbott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 3 The Marriage, Part 1. The young Henry of Navarre was but about fourteen years of age when from one of the hills in the vicinity he looked upon the terrible battle of Jarnac. It is reported that young as he was, he pointed out the fatal errors which were committed by the Protestants in all the arrangements which preceded the battle. It is folly, he said, to think of fighting with forces so divided, a united army making an attack at one point for the security of his person deemed so precious to the protestants his friends notwithstanding his entreaties and even tears would not allow him to expose himself to any of the perils of the conflict as he stood upon an eminence which overlooked the field of battle surrounded by a few faithful guards he gazed with intense anguish upon the sanguinary scenes spread out before him he saw his friends utterly defeated and their squadrons trampled in the dust beneath the hoofs of the catholic cavalry the protestants without loss of time rallied anew their forces the queen of navarre soon saw thousands of strong arms and brave hearts collecting again around her banner accompanied by her son she rode through their ranks and addressed them in words of feminine yet heroic eloquence which roused their utmost enthusiasm but few instances have been recorded in which human hearts have been more deeply moved than these martial hosts by the brief sentences which dropped from the lips of this extraordinary woman henry in the most solemn manner pledged himself to consecrate all his energies to the defence of the protestant religion to each of the chiefs of the army the queen also presented a gold medal suspended from a golden chain with her own name and that of her son impressed upon one side and on the other the words certain peace complete victory or honourable death the enthusiasm of the army was raised to the highest pitch and the heroic queen became the object almost of the adoration of her soldiers catherine seeing the wonderful enthusiasm with which the protestant troops were inspired by the presence of the queen of navarre visited the headquarters of her own army hoping that she might also enkindle similar ardour accompanied by a magnificent retinue of her brilliantly accoutred generals she swept like a gorgeous vision before her troops she lavished presents upon her officers and in high-sounding phrase harangued the soldiers but there was not a private in the ranks who did not know that she was a wicked and polluted woman she had talent but no soul all her efforts were unavailing to evoke one single electric spark of emotion she had sense enough to perceive her signal failure and to feel its mortification no one either loved or respected catherine thousands hated her yet conscious of her power either courting her smiles or dreading her frown they often bowed before her in adulation the two armies were soon facing each other upon the field of battle it was the third of october fifteen sixty nine more than fifty thousand combatants met upon the plains of montcontour all generalship seemed to be ignored as the exasperated adversaries rushed upon each other in a headlong fight the protestants outnumbered were awfully defeated out of twenty-five thousand combatants whom they led into the field 
but eight thousand could be rallied around their retreating banner after a fight of but three-quarters of an hour all their cannon baggage and munitions of war were lost no mercy was granted to the vanquished coligny at the very commencement of the battle was struck by a bullet which shattered his jaw the gushing blood under his helmet choked him and they bore him upon a litter from the field as they were carrying the wounded admiral along they overtook another litter upon which was stretched l'etrange the bosom friend of the admiral also desperately wounded l'etrange forgetting himself gazed for a moment with tearful eyes upon the noble coligny and then gently said it is sweet to trust in god coligny unable to speak could only look a reply thus the two wounded friends parted coligny afterwards remarked that these few words were a cordial to his spirit inspiring him with resolution and hope henry of navarre and his cousin henry of conde son of the prince who fell at the battle of jarnac from a neighbouring eminence witnessed this scene of defeat and of awful carnage the admiral unwilling to expose to danger lives so precious to their cause had stationed them there with a reserve of four thousand men under the command of louis of nassau when henry saw the protestants giving way he implored louis that they should hasten with the reserve to the protection of their friends but louis with military rigour awaited the commands of the admiral we lose our advantage then exclaimed the prince and consequently the battle the most awful of earthly calamities seemed now to fall like an avalanche upon coligny the noble huguenot chieftain his beloved brother was slain bands of wretches had burned down his castle and laid waste his estates the parliament of paris composed of zealous catholics had declared him guilty of high treason and offered fifty thousand crowns to whoever would deliver him up dead or alive the pope declared to all europe that he was a detestable infamous execrable man if indeed he even merited the name of man his army was defeated his friends cut to pieces and he himself was grievously wounded and was lying upon a couch in great anguish under these circumstances thirteen days after receiving his wound he thus wrote to his children we should not repose on earthly possessions let us place our hope beyond the earth and acquire other treasures than those which we see with our eyes and touch with our hands we must follow jesus our leader who has gone before us men have ravished us of what they could if such is the will of god we shall be happy and our condition good since we endure this loss from no wrong you have done those who have brought it upon you but solely for the hate they have borne me because god was pleased to direct me to assist his church for the present it is enough to admonish and conjure you in the name of god to persevere courageously in the study of virtue in the course of a few weeks coligny rose from his bed and the catholics were amazed to find him at the head of a third army the indomitable queen of navarre with the calm energy which ever signalized her character had rallied the fugitives around her and had reanimated their waning courage by her own invincible spirit nobles and peasants from all the mountains of bayarn and from every province in france thronged to the protestant camp conflict after conflict ensued the tide of victory now turned in favour of the reformers henry absolutely refusing any longer to retire from the perils of the field 
engaged with utmost coolness judgment and yet impetuosity in all the toils and dangers of the battle the protestant cause gained strength the catholics were disheartened even catherine became convinced that the extermination of the protestants by force was no longer possible so once more they offered conditions of peace which were promptly accepted these terms which were signed at st germain en laye the eighth of august fifteen seventy were more favourable than the preceding the protestants were allowed liberty of worship in all the places then in their possession they were also allowed public worship in two towns in each province of the kingdom they were permitted to reside anywhere without molestation and were declared eligible to any public office coligny mourning over the untold evils and miseries of war with alacrity accepted these conditions sooner than fall back into these disturbances said he i would choose to die a thousand deaths and be dragged through the streets of paris the queen however and her advisers were guilty of the most extreme perfidy in this truce it was merely their object to induce the foreign troops who had come to the aid of the allies to leave the kingdom that they might then exterminate the protestants by a general massacre catherine decided to accomplish by the dagger of the assassin that which she had in vain attempted to accomplish on the field of battle this piece was but the first act in the awful tragedy of saint bartholomew End of section seven